WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Both candidates for governor are campaigning with a week left to go before the election. Governor Gretchen Whitmer and Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist are campaigning in Grand Rapids and Metro Detroit today. Whitmer leads in the latest poll, but Gilchrist is not taking that for granted. I care more about how I feel with people than how I do with polls. And what I've seen in going all across Michigan is people are definitely excited to participate in the process and vote this year. We are expecting there to be increased voter turnout in many Michigan communities, and we want people to get their ballots in early. You can vote absentee right now. You can vote absentee in person. Republican challenger Tudor Dixon was to hold a rally tonight in Traverse City. Meanwhile, Tulsi Gabbard, former Democrat, stumped for Dixon this week in Southfield. A once popular country club and golf course will become a multi-use residential, commercial, and recreational development in St. Joseph. The St. Joe Township Board of Trustees unanimously approved a plan Monday for the development of former Berrien Hills Golf Club property along the east bank of the St. Joe River. After some public comment and board questions for developers, trustees offered their opinion on the development. Here's Tom Milnickel. This property and this development is in position to give a sense of connection within this river-divided community. And I very much appreciate the care taken in planning for a balance between structure and open space. I think this plan offers an amazing potential for a win-win to this township and to the greater Twin Cities community. The 100-acre property will feature 22 single-family estate lots, 127 townhouse units, 40 row houses, 90 apartments, 20 senior cottage units, and a 40-unit extended-stay hotel, according to the approved plan. Additional features include a brew pub, a restaurant, event venue, rain gardens, outdoor recreation areas, trails, and a lake. Developers have said many amenities, including businesses, the lake, and the trails would be open for public use. 98.6% of the water service lines in Benton Harbor have now been replaced or confirmed lead-free. The city this week updated its online dashboard showing progress on the effort to rid the city of lead water lines. It says there are only 62 properties to go when it comes to inspecting and removing lead lines if needed. The state has a goal of getting all the lead lines out from the city by April of next year. It's taken a year-long effort of local, state, and federal partners to make it happen. Meanwhile, the city last month released a report to residents on possible alternatives to the current municipal water system. It looks at seven possibilities— The least expensive to residents would be for the city to maintain ownership of the water system, but with all but two staff members contracted out, that would increase the average monthly water rate by $7.45. The most expensive alternative would be to connect to the Benton Township system, which would cost residents $77 more per month. We'll have a link to the report at our website. The Michigan Department of Transportation has completed some of its I-94 work in Benton Harbor, meaning it will be smoother sailing for drivers. MDOT spokesperson Nick Sharippa tells us work on I-94 from the 94 business loop to I-196 was to wrap up today. As for US-31 to I-94, that should open this weekend. 
Sharipa tells us MDOT has added a lane for the traffic that's going from US-31 to I-196. Part of what this project was, in addition to connecting US-31 directly to I-94, US-31 will tie in at I-94BL. There is an auxiliary lane, seventh lane of I-94, that connects that southern leg of US-31 directly to the northern leg of US-31 slash I-196. The US-31 portion of the project was reopened to traffic today, but there was a rain delay, so that's been pushed back to the weekend. However, Sharipa says the I-94 lanes were ready to be put back into use. That could mean no more daily backups on eastbound 94 from Benton Harbor to I-196, although MDOT can't promise anything. Meanwhile, Sharipa also notes a 94 project headed in the other direction from Britain Avenue over to Stevensville is still going on, so those lane restrictions remain in effect. A Benton Harbor man has been sentenced to more than 11 years in prison for being a felon in possession of a firearm after he crashed into the Flagstar Bank on Niles Avenue in St. Joseph this past year. The U.S. Attorney's Office says 32-year-old Theron Daryl Perry was sentenced in 2017 to 68 months in prison for being a felon in possession of a firearm. He was released from prison in January of this year and then arrested for possession of a firearm in April. He was released from state custody shortly after that, but then he acquired another firearm in May by having a friend buy it for him. When officers tried to arrest him later that month, he fled, and while he was fleeing, he hit another car, lost control of his vehicle, and then crashed into the Flagstar Bank. In federal court this week, Perry was sentenced to 114 months in prison for the recent conduct, plus 24 months in prison for violating the terms of his previous supervised release. The sentences were imposed consecutively, That means that Perry will serve a total of 138 months in prison, or 11 and a half years. A fundraising event is planned for this week for the Marquette Greenway Trail Project in Berrien County. Southwest Michigan Planning Commission senior planner Marcy Hamilton tells us the Marquette Greenway is a mixed-use trail that's planned between Chicago and New Buffalo. The Southwest Michigan Planning Commission and Friends of Berrien County Trails have secured most of the funds to build the trail from New Buffalo to the Indiana state line. We've secured about $5.3 million from federal, state, and local monies, and we're anticipating we're going to need about $300,000 more, so $5.6 million, to build that four miles and trailhead in Michigan. They've raised about $50,000 of that. Hamilton says they'll seek to raise part of the needed $250,000 at Bentwood Tavern, in New Buffalo with a give-back dinner on Thursday. This Thursday, November 3rd, from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., anybody that comes in to eat and drink or even do carry-out, Bentwood Tavern is going to donate 50% of all food and beverage sales to the Michigan portion of the Market Greenway. Hamilton invites everyone out and notes it's advisable to make a reservation. The goal is to get the Michigan portion of the Market Greenway done in 2024 and 25. The total trail from New Buffalo to Chicago could be done in 2027. This is peak deer season, and drivers are reminded what they should do if a deer runs across the road in front of them. Berrien County Undersheriff Chuck Height tells us, you may be tempted to swerve, but that's not the correct thing to do. So what should you do? It is a time to be alert, especially just after dusk, uh, through the evening hours, and then in the early morning when deer are moving more. You know, we ask people, you know, use your high beams when there's not oncoming traffic because that will help illuminate the eyes of the deer. I and mean, one of the biggest things is to not swerve. You stay within your lane when you're braking and don't swerve to avoid any type of deer or animal. 
Height says, if you see one deer, there are probably more nearby. Therefore, it's best to be ready to avoid another deer if you manage not to hit one. Height says, if you do hit a deer, call the police and don't touch the animal. AAA says, 10 people were killed in deer crashes last year. Another 1,500 were injured. In Michigan, vehicle deer crashes are expensive, causing more than $130 million in damage each year. The state has a 2 million strong deer herd, so watch out. And the Pokagon Band of Potawatomi announced today, iconic rock band Ario Speedwagon will perform at the Four Winds New Buffalo Silver Creek Event Center in March. Formed in 1967, Ario Speedwagon has sold 22 million albums in the U.S. and 40 million around the globe with a string of worldwide hit singles. They include Keep On Loving You, In Your Letter, Can't Fight This Feeling, Take It On The Run, and others. The ticket prices for the show start at $89. Hotel rooms are available for the night of the concert as well. You can find out more at the website of the Four Winds Casino. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. But will... But will... WSJM News Now continues. Senator Lindsey Graham has run out of appeals to not testify in Georgia's election tampering investigation. More from ABC's Andy Field. The Supreme Court rejecting Senator Lindsey Graham's request to block that Georgia grand jury subpoena to testify about what he may have done to help former President Trump's attempts to overturn the 2020 election in that state. The Supreme Court did, however, say Graham did not need to answer questions about conduct protected by the Constitution's speech or debate clause. It's not clear, though, exactly what Senator Graham will not have to answer. Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro has not conceded the election that he lost this week to leftist Lula da Silva. In his first public remarks, since the official results were announced two days ago, Bolsonaro simply remarked on da Silva's popularity, saying, quote, current popular movements are the result of indignation and a feeling of injustice regarding how the electoral process happened. He previously indicated he would not concede. With one week to go to the election, Georgia Republican Herschel Walker is on the campaign trail, making his pitch to voters amid allegations from a second woman that accused Walker of pressuring her into having an abortion. He's running for Senate in Georgia. More from ABC's Ike Agiochi. They're coming after me with everything right now. Y'all saying they're throwing the kitchen sink. Republican Senate hopeful Herschel Walker didn't directly address the recent allegations from a second woman who said Walker pressured her into getting an abortion in the 90s. He instead alluded to them, alleging Democrats are lobbying these attacks to discredit him because, quote, they're scared. I'm that one warrior that they're afraid of right now. Ike Ajachi, ABC News, Washington. President Biden was in Florida today and continuing to draw a contrast to Republicans on the issues of Medicaid and Social Security ahead of the elections next week. More from ABC's Karen Travers. President Biden's message today in Florida will focus heavily on the high cost of prescription drugs. The White House says the president will continue to make his case that if Republicans retake control of Congress, millions of Americans are at risk of losing Medicare, Medicaid and Social Security benefits and pay more for prescription drugs. Mr. Biden will say that Republicans will move to repeal the Inflation Reduction Act he signed into law this year, which he says is bringing down drug costs for millions of seniors. But the president could, of course, veto any bills sent to him by a Republican-led Congress. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. It's the first surprise of Israel's election. Voters are showing up to cast their ballots in numbers not seen in two decades. Part of that is likely driven by a need to end once and for all what's been nearly four years of election after election in Israel. But will the high voter turnout bring a clear victory for Israel's center-left camp 
or its ever more right-wing bloc. Prime Minister Yair Lapid and Benjamin Netanyahu are in a tight race, one that may still end in a deadlock. More from ABC's Jordana Miller in Jerusalem. Israelis continuing to flock to the polls on Election Day. Voter turnout topping 38% at 2 p.m. local time. That's a 4% jump over the last election and a 22-year record, according to Israel's Central Election Committee. But we won't know until the polls close who benefited. Prime Minister Yair Lapid's center-left camp or that of the right, led by Benjamin Netanyahu. Both conducted fierce get-out-the-vote campaigns, though Netanyahu's began earlier, was better funded, and more visible on social media and instant messaging apps. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. Families of the 17 17 children and staff members that Parkland's school shooter Nicholas Cruz murdered have concluded their first day of confronting him in court. They wished him a painful death and called him a coward today as they got their chance to address him directly before he's formally sentenced to life in prison. Some of the families and 17 also wounded at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School on Valentine's Day of 2018 decried that the jury did not sentence Cruz to death. A 24-year-old Cruz stared back at them from behind a COVID mask and showed no emotion. And this is typically the heart of fire season in parts of California. Most years fueled by a strong Santa Ana wind in the south, but... This year, they've not materialized, says ABC's Alex Stone in L.A. In 2021, by November 1st, close to 2.5 million acres had burned in wildfires here in California since the beginning of the year. The five-year average is just over 2 million acres. This year, only 362,000 acres have burned statewide, 2.1 million acres less than last year. Firefighters say they haven't seen wildfire activity this low in a very long time. Credit is going mainly to no strong wind events yet this year. Plus less lightning, more night-flying aircraft, more staffing, and more prescribed burns. Alex Stone, ABC News, in Los Angeles County. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.